The Secrets of Technology is brought to you by the StarQuest Production Network and is made possible by our many generous patrons. If you'd like to support the podcast, please visit sqpn.com slash give. You're listening to The Secrets of Technology. Hi, I'm Dom Bettinelli, and you're listening to The Secrets of Technology, where we discuss the technology news that's important to you from a uniquely Catholic point of view. Joining me today on the panel are Pat Scott. Hi, Pat. Hello there. And Father Andrew Kinstetter. Hi, Father Andrew. Hello there. (laughs) We're very Obi-Wan tonight. Hello there. Uh, That's very good. So uh, I wanted to start uh, this episode uh, with another one of my tales of woe. And I relate these only as uh, somewhat cautionary tales, but also uh, maybe ways to ways that things can work out for you if you have uh, similar problems. And uh, this one involves my beloved iPad Pro that broke my screen. I had it in a bridge keyboard. Bridge is is one of these keyboards where you kind of uh, push it into these clips, the iPad, and then it folds up. It looks like a laptop at that point. Uh, And so I had in one of those, and the bridge keyboard connects in these two connectors that are on the edge. And that's kind of important for how this broke. Because what happened is I put it in my bag. I was getting ready to go. Kids knocked it onto the floor. And it hit hard enough that one of those clips uh, snapped off the bridge keyboard, so the bridge keyboard is toast, and and busted the screen, uh, which was just oh frustrating. I, it's like that, that's the worst feeling, like that first like oh oh mm-hmm. like when you break a screen. So and I've had way too many experiences of that over the years, and uh, so at first I'm like oh that's like four hundred dollars to replace that. That's crazy. Then I realized no, I was smart. When I got my <sighs> iPad, I got Apple Care Plus which means instead of $400, it was $50. And all I had to do was I, I made it a genius appointment. Now, in these days of COVID, that's all very different than it used to be. But I uh, my the first available genius appointment at my local Apple store was five days later. So you get the uh, the thing that goes in the wallet app with the barcode, the QR code and all that sort of stuff. That's all in there. So it's all very, very neat. I, uh, I went down there at the appointed time. Um, they have... People checking you at the door for temp. There's a special lineup. There's uh, Apple em- store employees to explain everything t- to you. And I always loved like when they when they they're trying to triage. Like, okay, so have you backed up? I'm like, and I'm like, yeah, I this that and the other thing. And by the time like 30 seconds in, he goes, you know what you're talking about. You're okay. <laughs> <laughs> so that's yeah. always fun. Um, so it was it went very quick. You know, I went through the line, got up there, talked to the genius. She hooks it up. Uh, and she looks at it, obviously, hooks it up. We we take it off of Find My, uh, the, the Find My app, you know, the so we turn that off. That's very important to do. Um, what, I wipe, make sure they wipe it before I leave. I w- wipe the data off. That's very important as well. Uh, I always make sure you back it up before you take it to the store, like right before you mm-hmm. go back. Make sure you have a, a clean backup. $50 swap out. And I had one hiccup, which was the... Uh, my, the iPad, I've been running the uh, the iOS 14.2 beta, and the iPad they gave me had iPadOS 13, so I couldn't restore my backup. I kept running into it, so I had to go through, I had to skip the restore stage, which I felt like, oh, very nervous about, but, uh, and then upgrade to 14, and then upgrade to the beta, 
And mm-hmm. then I could, I had to actually restore twice. The first time didn't restore, which made me very nervous. So I tried it again. And the second time it did. So just, just some words of uh, warning of when you, if you ever go through the similar thing, just the, the, the experience was really great. I, Apple does a great job, but there's a few things you got to be careful of as you go through it. But it always buy Apple Care Plus. <laughs> so <laughs> was the, the difference that you paid for Apple Care Plus more than paid for itself? Oh, yes. Yes. Uh, I, that, it was a I saved something like three. I think it was whether it was four hundred or five hundred dollars to replace the screen. But I saved at least three hundred and fifty dollars. Uh, oh, and this is the second time I've replaced my iPad. The first time was a bad USB-C port on it. Mm-hmm. So this is now my third iPad Pro that I've gotten replaced. The first one was a, 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 a seems like a factory failure or something along those lines, not something I did. But nevertheless, it's more than paid for itself by this point. And it's good for a whole another year. I get a whole another year to go. So, And Lord knows around this house. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm usually not not someone who ever buys the extended warranties on on technology things because yeah. the standard warranty if it lasts beyond that it's probably going to last for for quite some time but Apple Care is the only exception to that for me I yes with as expensive as iPads and iPhones are it's that's right and I and I've dropped my iPhone before and smashed the screen and had to go through that process too right. I mean, we're walking around carrying like these very slippery, sleek, all glass devices everywhere. I mean, it just makes sense. Yep. I do notice that with the new plans that you can buy AppleCare as a two-year program. That's what it is. Or you can do a monthly. Mm -hmm. And as long as you keep paying for it, it sounds like you've got it under coverage. That's true. So that's what I'm looking forward to with my new phone. Are you getting a new iPhone 12? Yes. Very nice. It Very nice. It comes in on Sunday. So I will <laughs> talk about the experience next time of did I have the same COVID uh, uh, quarantine experience at the ice at the store as you did. <laughs> I'm, having it, <laughs> okay. I'm picking it up. I'm not having it delivered. Oh, okay. We'll have to compare notes because I'm getting mine shipped here on Friday. Woo! Oh, nice. So yeah. did you both get the straight 12? Is that it? I did the 12 Pro. The 12 Pro, okay. Oh, no, I did the straight 12, and I started to do the 12 Mini, and yep. then it was going to be another couple of weeks, and I said, uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, I've got the 11. I, I, it, the 12 looks really nice, but I know this 11 is really good. I'm going to, it's and it's not enough for me to shell out another grand or whatever. I'm going to wait till to, till 13, lucky 13 for me next year that's for sure well last year when you got yours i was most most uh envious so at <laughs> least finally i can say oh i can scratch that itch yeah, <laughs> yeah there you go just don't scratch the phone and it's, yeah. been, it's been three years since i've upgraded iphones so oh. for me it's yeah wow. it's definitely time cool. yeah you'll yeah. okay that means with the pro you, you're gonna see a huge difference especially I'm in very photography yeah yep. it's what awesome is, yep that's Fantastic. But uh, our main topic to, uh, today is going to, we're, we're going to do something a little fun. Uh, and it's it's always fun to see. You see this on the, all the time online is uh, people like, what do you carry in your bag? What's in your wallet? You know, what's your everyday carry your EDC? That's a that's like a hashtag EDC. Uh, and so I want to talk about what kind of tech do we carry every day? And and when I, I, I use carry in a broad sense. So, yeah, in your pocket or, or purse or wallet or if you have a computer bag 
or in your car? What kind of tech do you have with you every day? And w- one thing that that this might be a good idea for is as we're this, you know, we're we're at the end of October, so it's still a little early, but it's not too early to start thinking of Christmas gifts, frankly. And uh, that you might find some handy stocking stuffers or Christmas gifts in in this list that we're about to talk about. And we'll have links to everything that we talk about in the show notes, of course, on on our website sqpn.com slash technology. Uh, the whole word technology. And so um, just uh, so what we'll do is we're going to kind of go round robin style and talk about what's uh, let's first talk about what what do you carry in your pockets? Uh, what's he got in his pockets is the hobbit. Hmm. Uh, so what you've got, like, say, on your keychain and your wallet, your purse, that sort of thing. Uh, Pat, why don't you go first? I'll go last on, on this. Well, since I never have deep pockets, they don't make them for women. That's right. Um, basically, <laughs> I carry, you know, on my keychain, I have a SIM card removal tool, which mm. is looks like a paper clip, only just kind of not quite as curly. And then I have my tile so that I can always find my keys and know where they are. Yes. Because I don't, uh, but, but I'm always on my person is I've got a little shoulder strap purse that people keep saying, would you like to put your purse down? No, I want it on me. <laughs> so That's right. So I've got a few things in that, uh, which would be, I, I carry around, actually there's an awful lot in here. So do you want to go on to the next person with what you got in the pocket? Sure. Uh, Father, wh- why don't you talk about the things you carry around in your pockets? So I'm a pretty simple guy, and uh-huh. the only thing I keep in my pockets technology-wise is my iPhone. Okay. Um, I th- there are some exceptions, uh, but like if I just like get up for the day and I'm out and about, that's all I got. Okay. Actually, I should say that because because the, the the phone is probably one of the highest pieces of technology that I use in my personal and business. So yes, mm-hmm. <laughs> good yeah, idea. That's true. I think that I think we all on that one. We're all we all have our phone in our pocket. Uh, and I should have mentioned up up front. You know, we kind of represent three different kinds of users. So I'm like a, a you know. Family guy user, uh, father. You're a single guy user. I, I'm I'm a I'm a not I'm not a boomer. I'm an Xer. <laughs> you're a millennial. Pat, Yo. you represent the, uh, the the tech professional. You you know that's your you have a you have clients that you're helping with things. So that's going to change what kinds of things we carry in our in our our bags and our pockets and things. So uh, I should have mentioned that up front. So for me, on my keychain, I have several pieces of tech. So I keep a Samsung. Uh, duo 64 gigabyte flash drive uh, on my keychain that is both USB 3 and USB C. Uh, so I can connect it to both since now everything has, you know, two different connectors these days. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, that I uh, like you, Pat, I think you mentioned uh, earlier uh, or you will mention, but I keep some diagnostic and utility apps on there. Um, I also on my keychain, I have a YubiKey. 5 NFC. And I've mentioned this before on the show. YubiKey is a two-factor hardware authentication. So two-factor authentication is, you know, you have your your username, your password, and a third factor, which in many cases is a number generated by an app on your phone or watch or whatever. But in this case, it's literally a hardware key that you put into things. And it will, because it's NFC, it'll work with my phone. I can plug it into my computers, that sort of thing. So I get that on there. I also have a tile tracker on there as well because uh, no more lost keys i'm just so tired of losing my keys uh so that's what's on my keychain in my wallet i have a tile slim it's about the size of a credit card and slightly thicker so it fits in there 
and I have uh, another YubiKey 5C NFC. So it's it's USB-C connector instead of USB uh, 3, um, but also is NFC. And I have that tucked in there as well uh, because I just don't want to like be out and about and forget that I didn't take my keys because I wasn't driving, but I need to get into an app on my phone. Uh, so that would be uh, bad. So that's why I have that there. And then I have a I have a bag that I carry with me. It's a small bag. Uh, it's it's a pocket organizer. It's it's um called the Right in the Rain Pocket Organizer, and it's really intended to be like for like a small notebook. And it has straps on it, like a, they're called Molly straps. Uh, military backpacks have like the Molly system. It's a strap system. But what I put in it, it's it's really nice and it's flat. It folds up and it zips all the way open like a book. And I have a couple things in that. I have an anchor. PowerCore Slim 5000 battery, so a, a small battery. They they don't make the 5000 anymore. Now they make a 10,000 milliamp hour battery, so it which is even better. Um, I have a tile in there. I have a one foot lightning cable to connect the battery, and mm-hmm. uh, a couple other things in there that aren't really tech related. But I also have this isn't tech, but uh, my iron lace design rosary made uh. via Japan. My friend Kira um, uh, Mitsui, who lives in Ontario, she makes these at ironlacedesign.com. And it is the strongest rosary you'll ever find anywhere. She makes it using the Japanese chainmail technique. I mean, mm. you could, you could like uh, hang it over a cliff edge and hang from it, and you know, save yourself with the rosary that way. But uh, so that's <laughs> so that's what's in. I carry in my pockets. I don't always carry the go bag, the the pocket go bag. So that's why I kind of separate it out because uh, that's only if I'm gonna, if I know I'm going to be out and about like in, in long, uh, far away from home for a long period of time, that sort of thing. So Pat, what do you? What do you carry? Well, so what's in your what's in my your purse? Little, my little pouch purse, yeah, yeah. And it, it, it's not very big, but it's usually what I keep my keys, my credit cards, and a little bit of cash in, and some Kleenex, you know, that type of thing. But mm-hmm. as part of it, I always carry about a thirty-two gigabyte USB flash drive that has a lot of my main Windows diagnostics and utilities, and you know, programs that I would like to be able to install, you know, from one place to another, et cetera. Uh, I keep another uh, SIM card removal tool. I bought a pack of 50 of them, so I've got plenty <laughs> of them because they, they're so little and so light that they, 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 they easily fall and get lost. I keep a tile in there, of course. I keep a lightning to headphone jack because now that we're oh, yeah. on phones that have lightning, if you need something that uses a, a uh, headphone jack, you know, it's nice to have that. And I, my square, I know that they have the NFC, but I don't seem to ever keep mine charged up enough when I need it. So I've always got the little swiper for my square. With that. Square credit card reader. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Thank okay. you. Um, I also keep a, what they call the lipstick form factor of yep. the uh, power, uh, portable power from Anchor. Uh, I don't know the the numbers on it, but we'll give a, a link in the show notes. But it's it's enough to charge up my phone when I'm in an emergency basis, and mm-hmm. uh, that's really it's. It, but it's so small, it fits in there very nicely. In fact, I can actually put two in there, and then I I always carry a set of wired earbuds because when somebody says ah oh, my my sound's not working, I can check check the sound front and back and and on the side wherever somebody's saying sounds not working say. Yeah, you're right. It's not. Or, well, let's see if the speaker may be having a problem. That type mm. of thing. Uh, I always carry a small Phillips, uh, reversible Phillips and flathead screwdriver, about two inches, three inches long. Just just enough so I always have one. 
I always carry a lightning to USB connector because you know there's there's always times you need to charge that phone or mm-hmm. connect to somebody's computer. And then I always carry one of the little tiny square cube uh, wall adapters in case uh, I'm out of charge on the battery and I need to plug in something. So I'll always carry one of those in there. It's it's small. And then a little tiny micro USB cable to charge up that portable power adapter. And I carry, I've started carrying something called a spudger. Mm-hmm. And it's a very long, thin, flat plastic mine's plastic and i got a a pack of 10 i think and they're sharp on the end but if you ever need to pry open something they're marvelous because they're narrow on one end and thicker as you go along and and a point on the end that you can use to poke stuff with so that all fits very nicely in my pouch purse and it's Mm. never more than you know four inches from my hip <laughs> okay okay and uh if you have if you need more if like you do you have a laptop bag or a bigger bag oh, yes. that you yeah i was gonna say that's the that's the next step up i've also okay. carry a bag in the car that if i'm going into a client's house or going to a friend's house or whatever and they say hey i've got could you look at something i'll go grab it and the same type of cables i've got a lightning and a mini cable i also carry a, a pardon me a lightning and a micro cable. I also carry one of those old-fashioned minis because, you know, there are still some things like this uh, microphone uses one of those cords. Mm-hmm. I carry more flash drives. There I carry ones for booting up Windows. When you can't get it to boot, it can go into diagnostics and do a restore and things like that. I carry around Linux boot uh, USB flash drives uh, and things that have hard drive drive diagnostics with me it also has a tile i've also got one of the larger wall power to usb like a five port one of them is a usb uh power pass through and the others are regular usb a's and another power charger i use (laughs) this is the larger one that's got the dual ports so i can charge up the ipad and an iphone at the same time uh, I've got another spudger, a SIM card removal tool. I've got a larger screwdriver, one of those that the head comes off and switches, and then you open mm-hmm. it up and you've got different tips inside that you can switch yep. out. So that's my kind of one purpose all. And then I've got a bunch of blank USB flash drives because I'm always having to copy stuff from one machine to another. And, uh, I, I don't want to use my utility ones for that. So these are ones okay. that I could copy stuff off with and leave it with the, with my client. Right. Because flash drives are like uh, candies these days. You just you can find them for cheap everywhere in small increments. Yeah. Right. Uh, oh, that's great. Father Corey, what about uh, Father Corey? Father Andrew, sorry. <laughs> Still on last week. I'm, I'm, I'm catching up. Uh, uh, Father Father Andrew, what about your travel bag, like your, your laptop bag? So I, I'm going to kind of split mine up a little bit before I talk about my travel bag. Um, you know, I mentioned that I, I just carry my iPhone on my person, mm-hmm. but I, I did want to clarify that that if I'm going out to go for a run, I carry mm-hmm. a lot more tech on me. I carry oh, really? uh, uh, my, well, so my Apple Watch. Um, comes on when I go for a run. I, I'm not. I I have a nicer watch that I wear just for normal day to day things, and then I wear the Apple Watch specifically for when I go out for for a workout. But also with that, I also I have a, the Powerbeats three wireless earphones that I use. Mm-hmm. Um, they kind of wrap around your ear, and then they're the two earphones are connected by a cable, but then it's wireless to your phone. 
So, so for me, I really like those as opposed to the, to the Apple, um, right. AirPods or, or whatever, or the ones that just kind of stick in your ear and then they're not connected to anything. So, um, so that's kind of what I use if I go out for a run, if I go out for just like a walk and I, and I want to like have my phone to, to take pictures or if I'm out playing Pokemon go or something, then I take a, 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 a battery pack with me, uh, similar to, to the anchor. Um, I forget exactly what brand mine is, but, but it's, it, you know, it keeps my phone from dying if there's a wonderful photo opportunity out there somewhere. So that's kind of, I, I guess on my person. And then for like a travel bag, um, there's not a whole lot more that I, that I do for a travel bag. I used to, I, and, and maybe this is the, the millennial in me, but I remember when I was in early college, like I would take my laptop everywhere, but that was also in the days before the smartphone. So nowadays when I travel, I, I think even when I went to Vancouver over a year ago, I didn't take my laptop at all. Um, I just had no need to, I just took my phone and the phone did everything that I could have wanted it to do. So, so typically I don't bring a laptop or charging cables for that, but I, I bring, um, my phone and all the, the standard chargers that I, that I need for that. Um, a couple other, uh, random things that I at least throw into my travel bag is, as I always like to throw in my Nintendo switch, which is ah. a fantastic, uh, entertainment thing that, you know, handheld entertainment that I can take on the plane or I can, uh, take home with me and, and, uh, and play on. Um, I threw this one in there as well. I don't do this consistently, but I've done it every time that I've gone home as I've packed my Oculus quest, but yes. that's, that's, mm. that's been not for like airplanes, but more to share with my parents and my, and my family back home when I travel up there. So that's kind of, I guess it for, uh, mm-hmm. What I what I throw into my travel bag. I I travel pretty light technology wise. Um, I throw in a real book or two because I yeah. I really appreciate that as well. I Dom, I know you're a Kindle fan, but I haven't been able to really get on board with Kindle. I love audiobooks and I love real books. Uh, if if anybody ever sees my my you know the the, the stream, if they ever seen me stream, you can tell I love real books too. I have like one tenth of our. Our, our our home family library in the shot behind me uh but i i find i don't read them as much uh mm-hmm. because i'm always going here there and everywhere and so the kindle books i've I've always got my phone or my kindle but uh, but i get it i get it it's and it's funny that the difference is because i i get i get the jitters if i travel without my laptop <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> if i if i'm away from home for more than a day or two i want my laptop with me because I I just I mean I use my phone I use the i the iPad but I don't feel like I can really get things done be- without having that full keyboard and the full power of the computer but I get it but like uh, uh, that's just that's my I'm a I'm an Xer and that's my crutch you know I just <laughs> that's how how it is so it's kind of funny well, I wanted to add that I guess when we're talking about uh, a little personal bag the other thing I always stick in there is is my iPad and I've got yeah. the iPad with the, the eight and a half inch whatever it is. Uh, and that that's always helpful because if I get to some place that doesn't have internet, you know, then I can, I've got a cellular one so I can get on the internet and search for a replacement machine or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, I understand that. I've, I've, <laughs> I guess I travel midway in between you and father. <laughs> right, <laughs> right, right. And it, and it's interesting there too, because I've tried the iPad 
Like I, I've had an iPad and I've loved it, but I never just, I never used it as much. So in fact, I had a, I had an iPad mini that I gave to my brother so that he could have, he could entertain his two year old as they, as they drove out to, to, they actually drove out to the Northeast. I don't remember if it was Maine or near Boston. I mean, it's actually okay. near neck of the woods, Dom, but, nice. but like I gave it to him because I, I don't ever use it. And, 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 and it's just, it's interesting too. Cause like I'm, I'm perfectly content. I mean, I'd rather watch my TV shows on a big screen, but I'm also perfectly content to, to watch it on my little, my little iPhone 10. Once you get a little north of 50 and you just, <laughs> no, I get it. No, I mean, I, I was looking at uh, Audubon photos with my kids on my phone today and I was like astounded again at the quality of the screen on an mm-hmm. iPhone 11. It is mm-hmm. a, it, like I was boggling my mind, like thinking back to what com, you know computer screens look like and TV screens or whatever years ago. So, yeah, I get it. I get it. For my computer bag, uh, I've I've got a gosh, is it? I forget the with the brain. I think it might be Brent Haven had it for years. Uh, I don't travel like when I worked in an office. I I carried it with me every day, obviously, and kept all the stuff. I don't use it as much for that anymore. This is more if we're, if we're going away or something like that. But uh, or if back in the days when you could do this, if I wanted to go work someplace else for the day, like in the library or the coffee shop, we, of course you don't do that anymore. But uh, what I the, the, I've got the usual assortment of cables and things like that. But uh, I wanted to just mention a few things specifically. I have a travel power strip, and what it is is it's a three, it's a two port power strip um, with a cable that wraps around it, so that I can plug it into the wall at a distance almost, and. Uh, you know, so it doesn't have to be in the wall hanging from the socket, which can be a problem sometimes, depending if you're a hotel or other places. Uh, so, it, but it wraps around and plugs into itself, which is nice. So it keeps the cable nice and neat. And then it's got, so it's got three, three electrical outlets and then three USB ports. So, and I always keep that in my bag because I never know when I want to plug into something. Uh, then I also have, uh, like you mentioned, Pat, I have a five port uh, anchor USB wall charger. Uh, two of them are USB three, like the higher power, and and two three of the lower the lower power. Um, I have I have bunches of these everywhere, like these these multi port <laughs> chargers. Because with a family, you know, you've got devices everywhere, and like and, and I've got more ports than I've got things to charge. But the things are never near the the charging port. That all that sort of right. <laughs> so uh, so this one doesn't have USB C charger. And if I were to buy one today, I might get one with USB C since I now have a MacBook that charges with a USB-C. So the, the, I, I, I might upgrade that if I did. A couple other things that are tech adjacent. Eagle Creek is a company name. They make this thing called a packet mesh system. And it's designed for like suitcases for like putting clothes and toiletries in, in. But it's perfect. They're these mesh zippered bags that are perfect for throwing all kinds of little things into so that like I, I keep I have a bag for uh, photography related things like small tripods and handles and things like that. And a little uh, like light. I have another one that's just for audio stuff. And so I can just grab that. Like if I need my audio stuff, I grab that out of my bag and go with it. You know, so it keeps it organized. So that's really good. I also uh, a previous pick of the week was something called the Ucool cable organizer bag. And it's one of those bags that you, it zips open and it has all of these uh, elastic straps that you can put cables in and it's organized. What I love about it is that it's bright green on the inside, not gray, not black, like hmm. all these tech bags are Then you can't find anything against it because all the tech 
the cables are black. This is bright green, so everything stands out against it. Um, uh, and then I have all kinds of cables and adapters in there, including uh, an Anchor USB dual port charger with foldable plug. So another charger, but this one's small uh, and it's much more portable. So, and I get a whole bunch of other things in the bag that I keep. I, I always keep an umbrella in my bag because I'm an old man and you, know, <laughs> you never know when it's going to rain. Always be prepared for that. You know, that sort of thing. But not, uh, not and, Wyoming. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, also, uh, guys, always keep spare shoelaces in your bag. Well, since I don't wear any shoes that need laces, I guess that would, <laughs> I could use them right. for something else. <laughs> but okay, guys, if you like, if you have, if you wear work shoes, you are going to find yourself at work one day with a broken shoelace in your hand. And you're going to say, I wish I, uh, this is the voice of experience speaking. It has uh, a great gift idea too. You know, it's small, yes. goes under the tree. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's not tech related. It's just old man advice. Uh, so, uh, so that's that. So that's our computer bags. Let's move on to what we keep in our car that's tech-related. Pat, why don't you go first? Well, again, since I've got a dual role here, uh, I need to be prepared to help somebody with almost any problem they've got. So I, I've got all the assortment of cables. I've got all the uh, that type of thing. I carry around, and it sounds stupid, but I carry around a battery backup UPS because I've got so many people that have had power problems. They've blown out their machine because they had a power surge. So I always carry one with me that I can huh. say, set it up for them, and then they can pay me for it. I just, you know, pay, whatever I paid for it, they pay for it. Cool. I also carry around a portable USB uh, hard drive, you know, a, a spinning hard drive. It's a terabyte drive. I guess I could probably do a two terabyte now, but because I'm always having to help somebody back up a machine and, and restore, I keep one that has never been used before in the car again, so that if they say, but I, I don't do time machine. I don't have, I don't know how to get one set up. I've got one in the car I can, I can use or back up their machine for them. Uh, I also carry a DVD drive around these days because Nobody ha buys machines that have DVDs, and then they'll no. say, oh, I've got all of these photos on these CDs, and I can't read them. So I carry one of those around. I also carry an extra uh, keyboard and mouse wired, because a lot of times uh, if somebody's having trouble, it's because their wireless keyboard or mouse has problems. So I want to make sure I've got one that won't have that type of problem to mm. test with. And, of course, a power strip, extension cords. I don't use them as much, but I used to carry around a lot of blank DVDs. Oh, one other thing is, is a case that's designed to take a drive that you've removed from a computer. So oh, I yeah. can slap, slap it in there. It's got a USB on the other end. So if it's a portable laptop drive or a desktop drive, I can then take it out of a dead machine and help somebody, um, you know, to take care of getting their data back. And then okay. the the regular assortment of spudgers and and all that kind of stuff. And oh, in that in the car, I also keep a pair of needle nose pliers, and one of those little tiny plastic claws that you push, <laughs> and you can go find uh, screws that have dropped on the floor or in down inside a computer. Oh. You know what they need is one of those with a light in it, so that when you're like when you're going down looking for it on the floor, it's shining the light at it. Oh, well, that's probably so, a good idea. I do use yeah. my phone as the, as my flashlight. I used to carry a flashlight in there, but now I don't. Yeah. I just use my phone. If I could just get a, you know, I need a strap that I can just put on my 
phone that I can use it as a like a, a miner's a headline. lantern. <laughs> a head strap for your phone. That'd, yeah. be, that'd be great. Now, I actually carry a, a flashlight in my pocket all the time, um, just separate from my phone, because while I can always use a phone, I prefer the the. I prefer not to kill my, if I ever need like an extended use, I prefer yeah, to not battery. kill my yeah. phone battery, but, but that's a good point. Uh, father, what about you? Uh, what do you keep in your car? Any, any tech in your car? So the, the primary thing that I keep in my car is, is something to, to keep my phone charged. And, and I use a, uh, it's a wireless car charger. Um, mm-hmm. I forget the brand that I have, but it's similar to, to Dom, what, what you have in our show notes. It's, uh, he, and you have the, the iAudi wireless car charger uh, mine mine looks almost almost identical where you you can stick it into your your uh vent and then you um and then mine mine has just a a cord that connects to a usb uh slot within my console and then and then you just i just stick my phone on there and it charges it uh wirelessly um and then of um yeah and that's really all i need because then my phone connects to my my uh stereo system through bluetooth so it's all it's all connected there and um yeah i know i know some people kind of have like extra you might have extra uh chargers for other people other passengers and i i usually uh i don't have passengers so yeah if you're riding with me you're kind of on your own for for charging your phone but that's that's primarily what i have in my car yeah, I used to uh, like I have that, like you mentioned, the IOTI wireless charger that goes in the air vent. And, mm-hmm. you know, depending on your vehicle, that may or may not work for you. But I liked I, I always had the the suction cup that went on the windshield. And especially if you live anywhere up north, that's problematic in the cold months because it always I'll come out to the car in the morning and it's like on the on the floor of the car because yep. it releases from the windshield with the cold. So and then you got to you got to like moisten it with your saliva. Sorry. And that's really <laughs> gross on the window. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, it tastes gross. Uh, then uh, so I like the air vent thing instead. I'm I'm also just a opposed to putting something in my field of vision um yeah. you know granted i use my phone for for navigation but i can sort of just glance at my phone at the on the vent but it's not right. obstructing any of my my vision through the windshield that's the other thing yeah like i think you, when we used to have gps's up there that was a thing that people often did but yeah i prefer to have it a little lower out of the field of vision mm-hmm. uh, and it's great because this is um it's spring loaded so you when the you push the phone against this button and it locks it in yep and uh, then to release it there's like a, a a squeezy thing you squeeze it and it releases it uh so it it's really nice in and out very quickly uh it's a one-handed operation and it like you like you mentioned it's a chi charger so yep. uh, you're not fiddling with cables which in, in our other vehicle we have a van uh it's it's a holder it's two-handed and i gotta get the cable in there and it's a pain in the neck and there's a the cables in the way uh so i prefer that in my car and then uh the other thing i have is a multi-port car charger now this is what you were talking about uh, <laughs> because we have always have multiple devices in our car that that need to keep charged especially on long trips and so what this does it has i should uh look at it here in the uh in the on the amazon page because i gotta make sure i get all of the different ports oh i gotta open it up so if you bear with me for just a second while I click the link and it opens up Amazon. So what it is, it, it 
so it's got one thing that goes into the what we used to call a lighter, uh, but now they call it a car ad- uh, power adapter, cigarette lighter adapter. Uh, and so in that, there is a USB-C uh, charging port. OK, so there's one there. And it also has a voltage indicator. So that's very nice. It tells you if your car has got enough voltage coming out of it, which is good. Uh, it also has three additional. So it, it goes to this box and the box has three more cigarette lighter adapters. So if you've got uh, devices that have their own cigarette lighter adapter, like, I don't know, like a dash cam or a GPS or something like that, those can go in there. It also has, I think, uh, three USB-C, uh, no, USB uh, ports, the regular USB ports uh, for plugging other things into. So I've got a couple of like a dual port cigarette lighter adapters that I've plugged in. So I've got like eight ports I could potentially plug stuff into, which is great uh, there. And it's, it is, it really, and it's like, it was $16, you know, it's, it's so, it's so cheap and it gives so much extra power, uh, which is really great. The, and then, um, yeah, the voltmeter, it's got power switches so you can turn things on and off. So that's really great. Uh, I did mention, I didn't put it down in the show notes, but I do, we have a, a dash cam. I don't know if, if, I've never like gone back and looked at the footage. I mean, if someone rear ends me, you know, cause it's got a camera in the back and in the front or anything like that, I'll have it. But I don't know that that's, it's not something I necessarily recommend someone get. I got it as a review unit and I don't think it's all that, all that big a deal, but you know, maybe there'll be footage on YouTube someday of some amazing accident that happens in front of me or a UFO landing oh, in the UFO street. The UFO is the one it's gonna, I want to yeah. see. <laughs> I'll have that footage right there. So, uh, that's that's going to be on YouTube for me someday. So that's uh, that's what I got in my car. I don't have I, I I used to have a lot more tech in the car, like but it, you just don't need it as much anymore. Mm-hmm. I, I used to have a Bluetooth speaker, and but you know, like I Bluetooth in the in the in the the sound system and everything. So, all right. So I think. There's other tech that people could carry, and I would love to hear from listeners if you have tech that you particularly uh, carry with you, that it's a particularly clever idea that it might be useful. Uh, I would love to hear about it. Um, I carry some other things that aren't really tech, but I think are nice. I have a uh, portable pen that goes on my keychain, so I always have a pen on me. I always I have a Leatherman multi-tool that I carry on my belt that has uh, all kinds of screwdriver heads, adapters mm-hmm. of all different sizes. Like I think it has 16 different screw, um, screwdriver heads that fits in a little pouch on my on my belt. So that sort of thing. It's sort of tech adjacent, I, I call it. Uh, it's not exactly tech. Let's move on to our next segment, which is uh, talk about some headlines. This is kind of a fun one. You've got your Amazon Echo and you got your Google Nest and you got your HomePod. Well, now you can get your Joel Osteen Inspiration Cube. That's right. Uh, Joel Osteen, the senior pastor of the Lakewood Church in Houston, the the mega of all mega churches, apart from the Catholic Church. But we won't go there. It's not a contest. Uh, he, uh, he ha- They're selling this new cube. It's $40 and it, it's, it's not exactly a smart cube. Uh, assistant. Uh, what it does is you, you press a button and you'll get one of 365 daily inspirations, one or 52 sermons, or 31 affirmations that it will play. You can start each day with just a touch. No scripture? Uh, of of something from Joel Osteen, anyway. So. But, but no scriptural <laughs> readings? Uh, I'm just, well, it's, it says it's a library of Joel's inspirational messages in a portable, okay. rechargeable audio device. All right. uh, you can pick it up at Walgreens, CVS, and Walmarts across the country. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I, don't know what you, I mean, what do you think? Is this something you, you, you can imagine? 
maybe we could get some of Bishop Barron's, you know, things on there. Word or, on fire. Or, 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 you know, that would be perfect for, a, you know, an inspirational <laughs> cube. Maybe we ought to recommend that and get a cut. Yeah. I I appreciated the first comment on that news article was, uh, of course, now I forget exactly how it was phrased. But no, they said, couldn't there just be a 99 cent app for this? Yeah. Yes, <laughs> yeah, like, yes yeah. exactly. Well, depending upon the technology of the person living in the house, they may be in their 80s, you know, and so they may not have mm-hmm. a smartphone. Yeah. The I like the the advertising image. It's it shows their inspirational message 184 God's got this. Well, I sort of as I was reading through some of them too, it was like it sounded like a a fortune cookie too, like you know, blessedness <laughs> yeah. is going to come your way or I mean, something, something along that lines. Yeah. Um, I mean, the other thing that I thought of, too, is like if I want if I want daily inspiration, like I don't I don't need a cube to tell me that I can just open up the Bible, you right, know, like right. go old school, as it were. Hey, old school. Listen to a podcast, you know, <laughs> <laughs> right. Or play a record. Actually, uh, actually <laughs> what I want is the Jimmy Aiken mystery cube. That's uh, that's what I want. I want. The soothing the soothing tones of Jimmy Aiken coming out of my mystery cube. Well, and then uh, it'll so. float and it will disappear when you don't need it. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. It's the Jimmy Aiken bet sphere. Yeah. Uh, so. oh, oh, yes. I can make one. I call it the bet sphere. Anyway, sorry, we're getting silly. Let's move on. <laughs> so, uh, just a little, a little silly, just to start, start off. Uh, I this now this one I really uh, like because it's right up my alley. Uh, the headline is "Group Files Largest FOIA of All Time." Now, FOIA is a reference to the Freedom of Information Act, and if you, if uh, government has information that is non classified and is should be available. Uh, anyone can file a Freedom of Information Act request to get this information. So what happened is a group of genealogists, historians, journalists, and teachers want the National Archives and Records Administration, they're in charge of uh, what you'd expect, uh, to release billions of digital images to the public that were supposed to be uh, released to the public or made uh, accessible to the public years ago. The NARA, National Archives and Records Administration, was by law, they, this law came out that they were going to partner with private companies like Ancestry.com to digitize and upload census records, immigration records, and other things that genealogists and historians use all the time. And the, to compensate Ancestry and other uh, partners that were doing this, they would have a limited period of about three to five years where they could sell access to it. And then that was to expire, and then it was to be made available to anyone. Well, that never happened. And uh, I I do genealogy of my family's uh, tree. In fact, we were doing that uh, just a few weeks ago. We were talking about it in my family. And I have a family tree on Ancestry.com. But I don't pay for the. You can have a tree there without paying for it. I don't pay for it because it's wicked expensive to get access to this stuff. It's something like $150 for six months. So like 300 bucks a year to get access to this information, which is supposed to be free to the public. Uh, what do you guys think of this? Uh, it, it, I mean, I mean, obviously, it should be free. But uh, do you, what do you think of? Um, is this the sort of thing that I mean? Is this the sort of thing the government should have done in the first place? Um, was this ripe for a problem when when this happened? Like predictably, what do you think of that? Well, I think the information, yes, I would love to see it available because I, like many others, and you uh, have, have tried to search down the family tree and found that, I nope, I, I can't get that information. 
without paying a, a bunch of money. I think asking for it to be released, there's there's so much of it. I, I'm kind of mind boggled at how are they going to do this in an economical fashion? You know, mm-hmm. uh, how are they going to? Is it going to be just a, a something on the internet that people can go Google inside this particular database? How are they going to do it? I would love to see it, but that's a lot of work. I would hope that what that what would happen is is somebody else would come along and say, "Yeah, I'll create a database and a website and sell access to it and create competition." Mm-hmm. So, but we'll we'll do the same thing Ancestry.com does, and we'll do it for five bucks a month or instead of 20 or whatever and create some competition in the marketplace. But I, I think someone should be compensated for figuring out a way to make this information easily searchable and findable. But yeah, I mean, that's the, the this is the sort of thing that kind of drives people crazy because it's a monopoly that the government has granted to people for our information. These are our documents about our families. Right. Uh, and that's, and that's people are going to pay that, uh, you know, and, and, uh, groups like Ancestry.com, I mean, there's a reason why they probably haven't really relinquished this at all and just kind of, you know, waited. I, right, right. <laughs> yeah, because they, yeah. they, they want to make money and they know that people are going to pay for it. So, I mean, I think it makes perfect sense to 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 open it up. And yeah, I'm all for competition. And, and you yeah. know, but also maybe, you know, if it's out there on a database, if you feel competent and adventurous yourself you could delve into it on your own without you know having to go through a another company to sort it for you yeah have the access be open but have tools that people can decide whether they mm-hmm. want a simple tool or they want the the nifty bang you know uh 25 dollars a week tool you know yep. that somebody's right. really made a n- nice slick interface yeah that would be nice create a marketplace for it and that's the other thing is is ancestry never like i never knew that this was all like supposed to be public record. They no, never tell you. Right. Yeah. They're, they're not going to let you know that, you know, ahead of time. Uh, one thing people, I think a lot of people don't know is ancestry. Uh, and I, I, I might have to check this, but I, my understanding is ancestry.com is actually owned by the, the Mormons. It's owned by the uh, church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints oh. because yeah. genealogy is a huge part of their theology. I, I don't want to get too much into it, but, uh, but genealogical records are very important to their, their theology. And so, uh, ancestry.com if it's not directly owned it, it comes out of them like it might might be spun off or something well i guess what i had heard was is that when you were searching on genealogy you could go to the the uh the mormon records and there was a, a couple of places you could go or you could use ancestry.com with those tools i didn't know that they had any real relationship i thought they were separate separate databases for separate uses but they you know were people could get information from either one. Yeah. Uh, it might be. It, it, I, just, I don't know. Maybe they have bought yeah. into it now. It could easily yeah, it, be. It's, it's, it's not owned by... Um, the, uh, it might be that just that individual Mormons started the company uh, as a way you know, to, to, to do this work things, yeah. for other Mormons. So I don't want to, I don't want to make, necessarily you know, say the wrong thing. So maybe I should sure. uh, pull that back a bit, but, but there is that relationship to, to yeah, the, they're very to much interested Church. in history and, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah. for lots of reasons. Sure. Um, well, let's do one more headline uh, this week. And uh, I want to talk about this TikTok story, another TikTok story, uh, this, but this one is not about uh, lawsuits or bans. This one is interesting though. It's a, it's a cautionary tale. Um, and it's about how, these TikTok profiles were scamming people and made half a million dollars pushing scam apps on underage kids 
through the Apple and Google app stores. So and what's amazing about this, I love the best part about this is that the thing, the, the whole scam was uncovered by a kid, yeah. by a girl, uh, in the 12 year old girl from the Czech Republic. So what, what happened is, um, the, these three TikTok accounts that had over 350,000 followers uh, were involved in at least seven scam apps being distributed, both Google Play Store and the Apple App Store. And the uh, users had downloaded the apps more than 2.4 million times, which earned the the scammers half a million dollars in fees. And this girl discovered that she, she had been participating in um, Avast, the, uh, the, uh, the cybersecurity yeah, right. yep. app. She was participating in one of their uh, Be Safe Online initiatives that teaches kids how to, you know, be safe with cyber threats. And uh, and so she saw that this thing was violating the principles that she had learned. And so she alerted people and got investigated. And, yep, that's what they found out. So, I I mean, on the one side, cautionary tale, don't buy things through <laughs> TikTok app uh, profiles and that sort of stuff. Be careful of the apps you buy or let your kids buy. But also, wow, this is great. Teach your kids how to spot scams. Uh-huh. So what do you guys think of this story? Yeah, I just thought it was really cool that, you know, here she got recognition for having asked all the right questions and done the right digging. And I think that's just really a good example. Yeah, it's it's good to see that because I think most kids are probably not in that realm of, of thinking. Um, in fact, I mean, if they've got over $500,000 worth of scam money, you know, most kids, if unless you have, you know, a, a parent who's who's really watching what their kids are doing, you know, the kids can just I mean, they're they're just following what they what they see and what they hear and what they what they think that they need. I mean, they're not they're not trying to be scammed or be, you know, right. But it's it's I'm just not a fan of TikTok. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but kids are curious. Yep. They're interested and they they're averse to asking mom and dad for is it okay is it okay and they're they're just they're they're more naturally trusting so like if if, you know you see this app that oh this this looks like a good thing or it's um you know i i forget some of the apps that they i mean the 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 scammers name their apps very um benevolently and so you know it's so and for for a young kid or even most of us too i think our, our natural inclination is to be too trusting yes Yes, it's I mean, it's it's sad to say, I mean, we have to be a little cynical with things online, but uh, it's funny. My my uh, my 12 year old is old is uh, 14. Sorry, 14 year old. I keep forgetting what age they are. My 14 year old comes to me with her computer. Dad, I got this email. Is it OK? And I look at it and it's like, oh, yes, it was a it was a text. It was from her her one of her fellow scouts who sent her an email through the text system, you know how you get those? Yep. And it's a phone number at Verizon yep. something, something. Um, like, yeah, that's okay. But then my 11-year-old son um, accidentally had been getting into around the controls on the iPhone that I gave him that doesn't have phone service. We had just given to him to do, uh, you know, uh, audiobooks and, and music. But he figured out how to, some, there was some loophole and he was in YouTube watching YouTube videos, which thankfully I checked. <laughs> were not bad, really bad. Some of them had bad language, so I was a little chagrined at that. Um, I watched some of them. But, you know, he was looking for Star Wars and Legos videos, frankly, and that's, I mean, it's yeah. hard to blame him. But uh, we had to talk <laughs> about that. But, yeah, I mean, even kids that you've that you've taught about it, that you trust them, they can get into the into a bad place very easily if you're not paying attention. And so that's that it was a reminder to my wife and I, we've got to be paying 
even a special attention to what they're doing and keeping them aware that even things that look innocent can sometimes not be. But and I think that's just a that's a good warning to everybody, because just this last week I had I had a staff member come out and start to ask if if one of our um, elderly parishioners was uh, in having a serious medical issue because she got an email from her saying that she did oh, and she needed yeah. she need she needed gift cards you know yes. yes and 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 so but but the, the natural inclination is that oh we have someone in trouble let's help them right. And and so we just have to be very, very aware that if it just, if you sense anything that's off, verify it. Like this particular yes. lady, um, she showed up to RCIA and so I went up to her and told her that, I asked her where she wanted all the gift cards that I got her. <laughs> I did not get her gift cards because I totally knew it was a scam. But, um, you know, she was perfectly fine. Um, you know, right. so, so if there's ever anything like that, it's, it's just important to verify, call, call them up and ask them if they sent the message or, you know, don't just blindly follow an email that shows up asking, especially for iTunes gift cards. Uh, I've had some clients this last week, in fact, that, uh, one lady, her email had been hacked and, and that was there, all her friends were getting all of these things. And she had several people she actually paid back who went and got. $300 worth of gift certificates, oh. you know, gift cards. And, you know, cause they were trusting. They thought she really yep. was, she was yep. older and they thought maybe she had these problems and, you know, uh, you know, it, it's just so sad. So yes, everybody assume it's bad unless you can find out it's good. <laughs> That's <laughs> yeah. right. I, now, actually that reminds me, um, I got, I, I listed something on Craigslist. I'm selling some old, you know, tech stuff I got laying around that I don't need anymore. And I'm, I often throw stuff on like the Facebook marketplace and Craigslist. And I, I threw this up on Craigslist. I got an email. Oh, I'm ready to pay cash for this uh, right away. I'll bring my car. I have a car that I can carry it away. In. And I'm like, it's, it's like a coffee can size. You don't need a special car to carry it away. But I'm like, uh, so my hack, my, you know, my, my signals, my antenna went up on that. And I said, uh, yeah, sure. Let me know when you can pick, come and get it. And uh, we'll arrange a place where we can meet to, to get it. Cause I'm not, Give them my address, and yeah. uh, and they're like, "Oh no, I I am ready. Uh, take it off of Craigslist uh, immediately, and I will send you a certified check." Nope, <laughs> nope, nope. That is a scam. Uh, they will send you a certified check that is that will bounce, and you will lose the money in your account and whatever it is you ship to them. Don't do that. So yeah, yep. that's yeah, the, the, yeah. I I threw it away. I didn't even respond. I just threw it away. Uh, so good, ca good cautionary tales. All right, that that means it's uh, time for us to move on to our picks of the week. Father Andrew, why don't I let you go first with your pick of the week? Okay, so uh, since I referenced the Nintendo Switch earlier, my pick of the week this week is Mario Kart Live, which actually just released last week. It is mm. a very, very cool blend of AR tech and the Nintendo Switch. So the uh, what happens is you is you buy this Mario Kart set. It's a it's a like a remote control Mario Kart. So, uh -huh, you know, wow. kind of just a little matchbox size little Mario Kart. But it comes with cardboard gates, four different gates, and you can set them up in your living room. You can set them up and create your own course throughout your your house. Um, you can't go too big because it does. It, it needs to the, the cart needs to be in close proximity to the Nintendo Switch. But this little cart has a camera on it as well. And so what you do is is you set up the the um the course 
you connect the the cart to the Nintendo Switch, which is really easy. Um, and you control the cart through your Nintendo Switch and through the camera, so you can actually like you see the 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 <laughs> the view from the cart on the floor, oh, and wow. it recognizes all the gates and in what order you approach them because they're numbered. And so uh. you create your own course, and you can race um, some. AI computer uh, Bowser Jr. and and his buddies, you can race them, but you can also race, I think, up to four other people. So you're not really actually watching the cart as it goes through the course. You're actually watching your Nintendo Switch or your TV screen, but you're ha- you have the view of the cart. And so all <laughs> you, the standard things you <laughs> right, right, um, and all the standard things that you'd think of is if you hit a banana, your your cart slows down, and and the actual physical little remote control cart slows down. Or if you get a mushroom, you boost, and the same thing, the cart goes faster. Um, and there's some really fun videos out there of people, like, um, going under the bed and finding the cat. And, like, there's, there's <laughs> like, you know, oh, wow. so, some really cool blend of, of AR technology and, and Mario. And uh, something that I think could be really, really fun for, for families, especially as Christmas is just around the corner. That sounds um, like a really great Christmas gift. It's it's $100 for the for one set though. So it's not entirely cost friendly, mm. but um it is some pretty amazing technology and super easy to use and super fun. You could be That's a super neat. spy driving that thing around <laughs> and, and and looking in different corners. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. I could really drive my wife crazy with that. Oh. Really drive her crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Awesome. Uh, oh, that's great. And Pat, what's your pick this week? Well, uh, I followed in father's steps and mm-hmm. now I have an Oculus Quest 2. Whoa, whoa. Wow. And I had the Oculus Go and that was fun, but it doesn't have hand controllers, but there was a lot of good stuff on it, but my eyes are getting bad and the resolution wasn't good enough on it for me. I mean, I would find myself overtired after I've been playing with it, but it, you know, the Go was great because it's standalone. You... Uh, it's easy to set up and use. Uh, there are things you can buy. I have now decided, as I say, the Oculus Quest 2, one of the biggest differences is the price of the games. Uh, they're a lot more expensive than they were on the Go. Mm-hmm. But they are so much nicer. I mean, the resolution is, I'm just enjoying it. And maybe we should do a Star Trek Bridge Crew session sometime. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I do have that on mine. <laughs> I, I know you do. And uh, I, I haven't bought it yet, but I did buy the Beat Saber and yep. um, let's see what else I did. A mini miniature golf. And mm. uh, I've got the Tetris one, too, that looks like it should be really fun. So I, I'm starting out on those. But those you pay a little bit greater pop for those. than yeah. you do for an iPad or an iPod. Uh, iPhone game, <laughs> but there's something immersive about the experience that you oh, could never get on different. an iPhone. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. The only problem I have is when I, something that it says, "Okay, you need to register this and enter this code," then I have to disassemble everything yeah. and get the thing off. And look at my phone. Oh, I've already forgotten what it is, and I can't write it down because I still can't see it in there. But at least there's a browser. So if I yep. can put something in an email and send it to myself, I can read it on there. <laughs> yep, yep. But it's, so, it's been a lot of fun. I've only had it a week, but it's like, oh, this is fun. And being able to, you know, mark out space in different yep. rooms and uh, have a different, in, in different environments. That's really cool. So they have Star Wars Tales from the Galaxy's Edge coming. Coming in November. Yes, I know. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, 
and you could do the Vader's quest. Vader Immortal. Vader yeah. Immortal, yeah. Oh, that, that is so worth it. I I can't oh, recommend that highly enough. Well, good. Okay. That, that'll be a good one to start. The the opening scene as you're as you're in the cockpit of your ship and you are pulled out of hyperspace by a star destroyer and it just looms over you. It is. It feels awesome. like you're you're. It feels uh, like you're there. Not oh, it's uh, it's. If you tell me that I could get Star Wars Squadrons for it, I am oh, I'm going to be three hundred dollars poor. Well, uh, uh, the problem the pro- is, Dom, you don't have enough floor space to map out an area. <laughs> you have to go outside. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Unfortunately, yeah. I think Star Wars Squadrons can do VR, but you have to have the PS4. Right. Which right, right, I right. I have it for the Xbox, and I don't. I'm not going to buy a PS4. But oh, that man. that in VR would be really cool. Uh, I. I, I I'm not a console guy, but I, I've always wanted. Like I played Star Wars X-wing back when it yep. was pixelated, and we were talking about the screens. Like, oh my gosh, <laughs> the idea! I, I I drool over these trailers. Oh, the idea that it's playing. I can't can't justify spending the money on it. But boy, would I love that! Well, the when kids you get would, that big house, you'll have the room. You know. Well, there you go. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. So the Oculus Quest Two, that's great, and it's at two ninety nine. That's actually that is a, a less expensive, isn't it? They they yeah, came down a price. Um. Yeah. The first one right around three hundred. Yeah. And, okay. Uh, okay. The, 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 the I don't know what yours was running when you got yours. You remember? I, I am think the, not remembering. I think the original might have been. Yeah, a little hundred dollars more than that. I think That's it was, what like, I was yeah, thinking. It was yeah. more like four hundred dollars, and, yep, and that was yeah, too much yep. for me to consider at that point. Yeah, it's but this is down. not that much more than the Go. So yeah. yeah. Well, when the Apple glasses come, I'll get those. And it is <laughs> worth pointing out that to use the Oculus Quest, you have to have a Facebook account. That is true. That yes, is true. I know, but I'm already a fa- on a Facebook, yep. and so and most you know, people I, are. But I I pull yeah. my privacy, you know, down as tight as I can. But yeah, that is the, that is the drawback on this one. And they said actually, aren't they going to force the Quest users to go that way? They in are. Year? Yes. Yep. Yes. Everyone will have to be on Facebook again. Gee, I wonder why they bought uh, Oculus. I wonder why, yeah. Uh, So my pick this week is related to my tale of woe at the top of the show, uh, which is, as I mentioned, my uh, bridge keyboard broke. And uh, that's a little pricey to replace it again. And I'm a little annoyed by that. Uh, But I've, I've had Logitech keyboard cases for iPads before, and I like them. The last one I had for my for a previous iPad, uh, it had this weak spot that kept breaking, but it was a smart connector key, uh, keyboard, and I really liked that instant connection. Uh, whereas Bluetooth is always that delay, but I can't really justify the expense of the smart connector keyboards. It's really way too much. So what I did was I picked up the Logitech Slim Folio Pro, and what this is, it's uh. It's soft plastic to get it in instead of hard plastic. It doesn't snap in like the uh, like the one I had before the Logitech Create, I think it was. So it's less likely for that to break getting it in and out. Um, but this one is it's not a smart connector. It's Bluetooth. Still works okay. I like the feel of the keyboard. It's backlit keys even. You can turn off the backlighting if you want to save the battery. But I feel like the battery on the keyboard lasts forever. Um, and it's it's got a really nice feel. It's a full sky keyboard. I didn't get the one with the trackpad. I was like, uh, it's it's like thirty dollars more for a trackpad. I could, I already touched the screen on my MacBook Pro because I forget that it's not a touch screen. So I'm like, I might as well just touch the iPad screen you know, <laughs> with that. So I, uh, and I, if I want, if I need a pointer, I'll, I've got, I probably get Bluetooth mouse mouse somewhere in my 
uh, cabinet of technology uh, here, uh, <laughs> my cabinet of obsolete tech, because uh, everyone has one. Uh, so uh, that's my pick is the Logitech Slim Folio Pro. They make them for the iPad Pro 11 for first and second gen. And they also make one for the the larger size iPad Pro as well. And then they make ones for iPad Airs and that sort of stuff. So they got one for all the different sizes. All right. I think that should do it. We do want to make sure before we go that we take a moment to thank our patrons who make it possible for us to create the secrets of technology, including... James C, Marcello P, Bo B, Stephen B, and Ramona F. Their generous donations at sqpn.com slash give make it possible for us to continue the secrets of technology and all the shows at StarQuest. You can join them by visiting sqpn.com slash give. So that's it from us. What do you think of our discussion? What do you carry in your everyday carry, in your pockets, in your bag, in your car? Let us know. You can comment on the show at sqpn.com slash technology or the SQPN Facebook page, facebook.com slash Media, or send an email to technology at sqpn.com. And you'll find links to all that stuff we talked about in our discussion and our picks of the week on our show notes at sqpn.com. Be sure by the way, that you have subscribed to the show in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, your favorite podcast app, or at the SQPN YouTube channel, where you should always, when you subscribe to a channel, hit the bell to get notifications, because that's what we're supposed to say. Until next time, Father Andrew Kinstetter, thank you for joining me and sharing the secrets of technology. Absolutely. It's been a pleasure. Pat Scott, thank you as well. Always glad to be here. And once again, I'm Dom Bettinelli. Thank you for listening to the secrets of technology on StarQuest. <laughs>